This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. My thinking is, this lady in the TV, this Sue, she's doing it. She's doing it since years, and she's doing it very successfully. And I was just thinking, I just need to do it that way, in my way. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's guest is Innes Schaefer, and she built her business twice on two different continents in areas that couldn't be more different from each other. Her first studio was in Alabama, and her current studio is in Germany, and she has just been so successful in both locations. Innes is the type of person who doesn't complain about why things won't work, but instead she finds a way to make things work, and I just love that about her. Innes is such a fun person who makes people around here feel so special, and all of that comes through in her brand. It was really great catching up with her and hearing her whole story, and I hope you enjoy listening to us chat. Hey, Innes, how are you? I'm fine, Nikki. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks so much for being here. It's been so long since we've spoken, so I'm I'm really excited. And and I know you've had so many changes too. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was quite some while since we saw each other, and yeah, it happened quite a bit in the meantime. (laughs) So I think the last time we saw each other in person was 2017. It was the first Portrait Masters conference. Yes, exactly. Oh, so exciting and such great memories flashing back that instant moment. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know it was so fun. And just for, I I know you obviously know this, but for people listening. So I got to meet you that weekend and then I got to photograph you after the conference. Which yes. was so great just to have that opportunity to, to hang out with you as well. Yeah, it was really great. And for really the, the best thing about it was to really have that sort of experience that I give my clients as well to be in front of the camera. It was mm-hmm. just, uh, I still love those images so, so, so much. Yeah, it was fun. I had such a fun time. But okay, I want to hear your whole story. But before we get started with that, I just want to say something about you. I want to say what I really love about you. So you've been with SBE, I mean, for a while, right? I mean, at least 2016 or earlier. I feel like you've been with us for a long time, right? 
Yes, yes. I started in the uh, end of 2015 when I okay. found Sue through Facebook. And it was still called In Bed with Sue. So it's that long ago. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Okay. So here's what I love about you. You do the work. You ask for feedback. You implement what you learn. And you, like, just make it work. I mean, you've had studios in Alabama... <laughs> and in Germany and have had huge success with both. And and there, I love, you know, there are a lot of people who will have excuse after excuse after excuse for why it wouldn't work. Like, oh, you can't charge those prices in Alabama in a small town. Or nope, not in Europe. Or, you know, my point is, is that you just find a way to work hard and get out there and get it done. And you're so successful because of it. Oh, <laughs> Now I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and you're a really talented photographer as well. But I mean, you you really do. You, you're someone who just, you take what you learn, you implement it without, you know, finding excuses to not do it. And I swear, sometimes that is the difference between someone who has a, a very successful business and who doesn't. Now, that's not to say that people don't have life circumstances that impede their ability to move forward with their business. I'm not saying that. But overall when people actually just take one step at a time, move forward, even with crazy circumstances, you know, even when the work gets hard, you end up being so much further ahead. And that's how I see you, is just a successful photographer who has worked really hard on everything. Oh, thank you so much for these kind words, Nikki. Seriously, I appreciate everything that you said. Because let me be honest with you, I don't see myself like that. And that's just pretty much what happens, I guess, when you are in that hustle. Just because, well, I'm doing what I'm doing each day constantly. And I'm sometimes struggling. Well, like, well, there, there are days where I struggle and I ask myself why I am not successful as much as I would like to be. Mm -hmm. But when you stop for a moment and look back where you have come from, it is a whole different story. And I guess that's just something that we sometimes forget to, to stop for a moment and just look back for what we achieved already and what we've mm -hmm. gone through. And let me be honest, what happened when we came to Germany, I was really in a loophole. Well, it felt like one because I had to start all over again. I had a really successful studio in Alabama and we went back for good to Germany because my husband's contract ended and, well, we moved to a place where we were completely new. So it was literally an expat life just in our home country. Mm -hmm, so that, mm -hmm. that's how it felt. So we really had to build up new friendships to learn about the community and where to find stuff and where to source stuff and to settle in and to get the kids settled in and everything, mm -hmm. you know. And at one point when I opened up my studio and I was feeling like I'm doing the work and I'm doing networking and getting out there and... Well, literally everything that I learned from Sue and what I implemented in Alabama as well, I was doing and I felt like I'm not as successful as I was in Alabama in that time frame, which was 
pretty much normal because what I didn't count in, and that's where I say sometimes you just need to stop and look back mm -hmm. and not compare apples for, for peers. I don't know mm -hmm. if you say that in... in compare <laughs> apples to apples. Yeah, no, compare apples to oranges. Wait, yeah, yes, you got exactly. it. <laughs> but what occurred to me was literally that what I did, I, I was comparing apples to oranges because we had been in Alabama for three years and um, I was living in Alabama for one and a half years already before mm -hmm. I opened up my studio and did build up my business. So I had one and a half year advantage in meeting people and getting connected as a person, not as a photographer, but as a person and just to build connections, which you normally have if you live in a town for quite a while. So people know you from school, from the kids, from sports, mm -hmm. from grocery sh shopping and stuff like that. And that wasn't given when we came here to Germany and I opened up my studio. And that was the loophole that I was falling in because I thought, well, I'm having my studio since one and a half years and I'm not quite close to where I was when I closed my studio in Alabama. And well, I was struggling a bit and I thought, well, how, what, what am I doing wrong? And what I did then was I had a little conversation with myself <laughs> and sat down and was looking and, and trying to analyze what, what the fault was, what, what my fault was. And it occurred to me that I was literally one and a half years missing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And compared to today, where I'm now with three years having my business here or the third year having my business here in, um, uh, in, in, in Germany, it's quite comparable and even more successful than I was in Alabama. Wow. I love hearing that. I love hearing that so much. And I want to back up a little bit because I'm sure people are wondering about this. Okay, so <laughs> you've built a business in a smaller town, right, in Alabama. Is that right? Well, Tuscaloosa, anybody listening now, road tide, don't be please. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a pretty, well, I don't, well, America is big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so eventually Tuscaloosa would be like a middle small town. So it's a, it's a student town. So there are a lot of students um, during the times, but compared to, I don't know, Chicago, Detroit or anything else, it's small. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. It's not this huge metropolis. Mm. So so can you tell us a little bit about how you went about starting your business there and what just drew you into photography to begin with? Well, photography was was a hobby for a long time. It was a hobby. It started when, when my kids were born. And, um, well, pretty much the mom took Rafa that we all know that story, right? So mm -hmm. um, the kids are born, you get a digital camera and you just click away because, I mean, those little babies are so precious and you want to capture every single moment and movement they do. And mm -hmm. that's how it basically started. And it was a hobby for a very long time. And before we moved to the States, we have been living for over four years in Hungary. And um, there we were like, well, my expat family, my husband was working. I was having my own little sewing label and doing photography on the side for my label. So I was literally doing product photography for 
selling my stuff that I was sewing. <laughs> okay. All right. And cool. I figured that it would help to have proper photographs of the products that I was trying to sell online. And that's how I really started to look a little bit further into that subject just to make it right because I had no clue about Photoshop or Lightroom or anything like that. It was just like having a writing camera. And that's how I literally started to, to diving into that subject itself. And since my husband's company offered spousal career for the spouses that were traveling with them, I took the opportunity and started studying photography online. And that's literally how that part started. And once we moved to the United States for the assignment of my husband, I just was still doing photography as a hobby. And at one point when the moms from my kids started approaching me because they saw those beautiful portraits of my kids doing sports on, on Facebook. And they were like, oh my gosh, I want pictures like that from my kids as well. So that was literally the kickoff of thinking about doing it as a business because I just thought if I ever start photographing other people as you know, as a job, I need to make a business out of it because I was really afraid of IRS getting me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we are pretty well German, obviously, <laughs> really trying to do stuff right. And I just didn't want to risk anything at all. And I thought before I take money from people here in the States, I'd rather figure out how to get a business license and everything that is around it. And I was really lucky because on the school from my kids, there were a couple of helpful people. Thank you. You know who you are out there for helping me setting all that up. And that's literally how my business started. Well, still not knowing anything about Sue, but getting my feet wet with, you know, everything that came along my way. I did sports photography, I did events, I did maternity, I was at weddings, I did literally everything. And I figured, well, I like that, but that's still not what really makes my heart sing. But one thing that happened was when I shot families, it always was mom that came and said, well, I don't know, I'm not photogenic, I'd rather have you photograph my kids. And although I wasn't knowing yet what I was doing, I still could capture quite neat photographs of mom as well that she liked. So what happened next was literally, I was searching on Facebook in some groups that I was in, and someone pointed me, because I was looking for a genre that was about women, but didn't have to do anything with models, you know, like the mm -hmm. editorial and yeah. fashion stuff, because what I was looking for was literally making normal women look and feel beautiful. And well, models, obviously, they are beautiful as they are, and they feel that way, and they get booked for what they represent, right? But the, mm -hmm. the regular human woman, 
is just like looking in the mirror and saying, well, I'm not photogenic and I don't take great pictures and stuff like that. Right. We've heard it. Exactly. We've been there, done that, you know, and I was searching for a genre that would just literally get to those women. And that was the point. And I think it was like September, October in 2015, when someone pointed me to In Bed with Sue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the rest is history. So did you just right out the gate start charging industry standard? Or did you just start building a portfolio right away? Or, you know, just briefly take us through that scenario. Yeah, well, what I did, I got my business license. It was August 2015. And what I did right away, because I don't know why, I don't believe in, you know, kind of like fortune. I just believe it's it has to happen that way for some reason. And I was in a group that was called IPS, something like that. And I was literally reading for weeks all those stories those people were were telling in that Facebook group. And I was like, are you serious? And I started to sort of get into that IPS thing and to do sort of price list and trying to sort out stuff like cost of goods and things that I never heard before, you know. And I just started somehow to charge. And my first clients that I charged was literally an expatriate spouse that booked me for a session. And I literally, when we had her IPS session, I was doing a little slideshow uh, with her and showing her her pictures. And I was, I, I, I couldn't even say it out. I just had my price list printed yeah, yeah. and took it I out there. And she said, like, I, <laughs> well, I, I was shaking seriously. And in the end, she was buying a canvas and uh, a couple of uh, an album. But I was so afraid and I was so shaking that I threw 25% at her. You know, she, she didn't even ask for it. And I was like, and I'll give you 25% of that price. And she's like, okay, fine. And she literally paid me in full, you know, like cash. And I was sitting there with that money and I thought, how is that even possible? You know, and it was around 600 bucks back then. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And that's how that started. And once I found Sue and I have to, to, quickly round up that story because how I came to Sue in the long run was another fellow um, and you know who you are Emily <laughs> <laughs> she was literally gifting me because they had a promo back then like purchase the course and you can gift it to someone you know and I was just floored because someone that I didn't even no, just the name from the group. She was gifting me that course. And what I did was I was literally binge watching all of those videos. And I thought, wow, I was completely blown. And I thought, wow, 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 I just want to do this. I was making notes. I was sitting there and doing like, you know, I had my phone in my hand and I was literally photographing the screen to to get those poses and everything 
And I was really jumping full force into that. And once I had binge watched all that, I subscribed to the Subrise Education instantly. And I was literally diving through all of those videos, like, you know, having the price list and how to build everything and how to get clients and bumps on seats and how to build portfolio and everything like that. And I then rebranded on January 1st, 2016 is where the story of Ines Schaefer portraiture started because before I was just Ines Schaefer photography. Right, right. Well, b- before you get into that, though, I want to back up a second. Yeah. Because I want to make sure people under just can follow because sometimes we throw out like acronyms and stuff that people people who are just learning might not know yet. Like IPS is in-person sales. So that means not just sending off a gallery and hoping they buy. Like you either online yeah. with a Zoom call, you know, Zoom face-to-face or in-person, you do the sales session. So I just want to clarify that. And then also you had mentioned In Bed with Sue and also 28 Days. So those are all now sort of I guess you could say that it's old content that isn't quite as relevant anymore, whereas Sue Bryce Education is what has compiled all of Sue's current education and everything. So if people are wondering what those things are, In Bed with Sue was something way back when. I just don't want people to go looking for something and then have it not be relevant or whatever. So, Well, Sue Bryce Education is literally now everything wrapped up that we had in bundles in like ages before. Yeah. Plus like 900 videos. <laughs> it's insane. Okay. So, all right. So you went from, to a rebranding to Innis Schaefer portraiture. Portraiture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that first sale, that $600 sale or whatever, it's so funny that you said you, you gave the 25% off. I can't tell you. I did that <laughs> a couple times because I was nervous, like, oh my gosh, there, I'm going to tell them the total. I'm going to say and they're going to look at me and walk out, which is hilarious because they (laughs) knew the pricing before booking the shoot. It's not like all of a sudden we just like created this magical pricing. It's so funny how we get in our own heads. True. Yeah. But what is very present was literally my first sale after I rebranded. So when I rebranded to Ines Schaefer Portraiture and started to build up my studio from the corner of my dining room, because... Let's just go back to Ines Schaefer portraiture. That was the point where I said out loud and clearly, I'll never going to be a studio photographer. I'm the one running through the woods and everything <laughs> and being outside, you know. Uh-huh. So that was like the first thing that happened when I found Sue and I thought, how how is this even possible inside, you know? And it was literally, I was starting with nothing. What I was doing, well, there was in in that house that we were living in, in Alabama, there was one window that went from from floor to, to ceiling. And that was it. And there was a bookshelf. So I always had to cover that bookshelf. And I think I even have pictures of that. That's so funny. Those memories are killing me, seriously. <laughs> and what I was literally doing, I went off to, not Hobby Lobby, what was the other? Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always messing up those two. So to the home improvement store, and I was buying me two poly boards. I was buying some paint, and I was literally building that tiny tickle corner in my dining room and having my 
first couple of clients, which I would rather say were friends because I said, you need to come, you need to let me photograph you so I can learn and practice what I'm learning from TV, you know? Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, sure, let's do that. So it was literally, I was asking my neighbor, I was asking the, the wife of the football coach from my kids. We are close friends today. <laughs> and I was literally asking Everybody that didn't run away to <laughs> to sit for me and let me practice. And what really encouraged me was their reaction when they saw their portraits. Yeah, It was like literally eye-opening to experience that reaction and see how they responded to their beautiful self. And... Funny, interestingly enough, after I had shown a couple of images on Facebook, there was one lady approaching me. She saw those images of the one lady. They were connected and she wanted to have a mother-daughter session. And I said, sure, let's do that. And she was the first client that I didn't know personally and that booked me. And I was like, having her in my living room that's where I was doing everything <laughs> yeah. so I had her consultation in my living room and she walked in and we were just talking I was walking her through the process like you know I have a hair and makeup girl that is taking care of the hair and makeup of you and I need to bring you a couple of clothes and what to to look for and and stuff like that and how to prepare so it was really really basic back then and still they came they had a couple of outfits in that time I already had like four different polyboards painted <laughs> uh, just to have a little variety and I had a hair and makeup artist that time and it was just kind of like evolving you know and mm -hmm. she was the first that literally came to her reveal session which was happening on the desk on the table you know on, on my dining room table because I didn't have a reveal wall and I laid out the photographs there I had them printed I had them matted and I was having them on that table and she instantly bought my smallest package and she wrote me a check and left and I was like okay well okay can we do that again <laughs> <laughs> okay wait stop there for a second okay so this was your first after rebranding and everything you're doing the shoots in your dining room or you're doing the reveal in your dining room you're doing the photo shoots at your house this was your first sort of paid client, this wasn't just a portfolio build? Yes. Okay. So I know there are people out there who are going to be wondering, okay, so the people that you asked to bring in to photograph, did they get anything for, for doing the shoot with you? Did you give them digitals? Did you give them prints? Did they pay anything? So how did you do that building stage, I guess? Well, it was five folio shoots, six folio shoots that I did. And okay. what I did was basically I was doing it like I would have done with the real client, how I learned from the videos from Sue, like having that consultation, talking with them about what I'm doing and showing them kind of like, you know, what I did was I was literally showing images from Sue. And I said, I want to learn this and you need to sit for me. And so I can, I can kind of like really practice. And 
what I did with the first two clients, they literally didn't bring anything. So, and I didn't have a makeup girl. So I made their makeup myself. I did their hair myself. I had a couple of clothes and a lot of tulle and like, you know, Hobby Lobby has that wonderful big flowers. So I was literally doing everything by myself and I was just going through the flow how I had written it down and taking those pictures from the TV, you know, just to kind of get into that feeling and into those poses. And what I did was literally I had them come back because I wanted to do that work. I wanted to experience it because my thinking is this lady in the TV, this Sue, she's doing it. She's doing it since years and she's doing it very successfully in a brilliant way. So why should I come and invent the wheel? And I was just thinking, I just need to do it that way in my way. So as much as I can kind of like adapt it to me, to my personality. And what I did was literally having those pictures that I took from the, those folio builds, I edited them. So I was learning Photoshop and <laughs> Lightroom in those days. And I was printing them and I was putting them into a mat. And I even had those folio boxes back then from the, that Australian company. I can't even remember the name. Seldex. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I had everything laid out there and I was prepared. And what I did was literally I was giving each folio client, I can't remember, three or four images. I was gifting them because... I wanted to use them. So they were gifted because they gave me the permission to use it for my advertising. Okay. Because yep. how yep. can you get out there? You need to show what you want to sell, right? So yep. you need images. And they agreed that everything that we chose, they would allow me to kind of like show on social media. And if they wanted more, they could have purchased it. And a couple okay. of them did, a couple didn't, but that was totally fine for me. So I had my material and I was lucky, the client was lucky, my portfolio build was lucky and we were just like the happiest people, you know, mm -hmm. and that's how that journey started in the end. Yeah. That's great. I love the way that you did that. So once you once you got your portfolio built, how did you then market to these clients in Alabama? And then I'm curious, so this is a two-part question. One, how did you market in Alabama? And two, did you do the exact same sort of marketing once you were in Germany? Okay. So what I was basically doing, I was still asking people to sit for me. And I was doing a lot of Facebook. So it was literally, I would say back then my business was built on social media pretty much because people were seeing those images from their friends and they were approaching me. They wanted that too. And I was asking people, yeah, well, I can remember one girl that I saw on Instagram. She had like, you know, like rainbow color hair. 
because I was following that hairdresser in my town and she was posting that picture of that girl with that hair, with that colorful hair that she was doing. And I was researching that girl on Instagram and I approached her and asked her if she would sit for me because I loved her hair color. And what I did was literally the day before her photo shoot, I was crafting a tulle skirt matching mm-hmm. her hair color. And well, her best friend was with her. She booked a session right then and there when we were done with her photo shoot. And it just took off from there somehow. So it's sort of, well, what I did was really getting out there, meeting people, talking about what I was doing, connecting with people. And even even there where I wasn't a local and obviously the German girl, it was literally that I was going out there and meeting people and sort of, yeah, also getting out of my own way and just texting them on Instagram or on Facebook and approaching them. Yeah, that's great. And like you said, and this is such a common theme for when I interview people, and I wonder if people are so sick of me saying it, but it has so much to do with that relationship building and getting yourself out there. Yes, it is social media, but it is also like getting out and meeting people and, and truly connecting with people. That is what I know for me, so much of it came from that. And that's when my clients really started coming in consistently. Yes. And it sounds like it was similar for you. And now, now, was it the same in Germany? Was it kind of a similar process? Well, pretty much, I would say. So you can't build a business if you're not going out there and making people to know you for either way you're, you're doing or whatever you do. So what I did when we moved here was I instantly was going into a BNI group. So Business Network International, that's okay. sort of an organization mm-hmm. where you meet business people. You meet them weekly. And you have to have your pitch ready because you will pitch your business each week, 60 seconds to all those people that are there. And it's sort of a referral program that you buy into. And that was what I was doing. And that's how I got my first two clients here in Germany, which were obviously business clients, but it was clients, right? So that was literally how I started here because I thought, it would be a good thing to connect with business people because they lo- know usually pretty much other people, right? So that was the first approach. And yeah, yeah. other than that, what I did a lot, what I started back in Alabama already before we moved back was like literally using hashtags that are common in Germany, in the German community ah, for yeah. my business. And that helped a little bit. And once we were here was then literally tagging my hometown and the towns around. So that was another sort of getting some reach and some visibility. That was something that I was doing and what I was also doing. And that was just the connection that I met through my BNI group was like a local journalist. So I got a very cool connection there. And someone came out to my studio when I was just freshly opened and he was writing an article about my studio. 
And nice. that article, we were using that one portrait that you took from me. Oh, if you remember. <laughs> I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when that article was being written too. It was right around the same time, like 2017-ish, right? Yeah. No, it, it must have been 18, beginning of 18, because I opened my studio in February. And oh, pretty right, much right, right. Okay. then in 18, the article came out. So it was literally, I wasn't fully kind of like having everything with furniture and stuff like that, how you have it in a new studio, right? So right. it was okay. quite interesting, but that was something that sparked interest as well because another newspaper then came and wanted to publish an article as well. So they sent another journalist and he was writing a, an even more lovely article about the studio, you know, so it wasn't just about the studio uh, and me as a person, but about that entire thing that I'm doing in the studio, you know, like valuing people and seeing the beauty in everybody and stuff like that. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was something that got really a lot of interest. And that's how people started to come in and to to book with me basically. Yeah. I love that. And we don't talk a lot about, you know, the the idea of a press release or a journalist writing articles. And and I I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit about that. We often talk about networking groups, which is what you did with BNI. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes we forget. Like I know I, I feel like so many people don't get the newspaper anymore or whatever. But in these smaller towns, newspaper and print and online articles and online local news can really still be so powerful and get such a good reach. So I want to encourage people to listen to what Ennis is saying with, with this. because And you don't always have to wait for a journalist to come to you. Like You can reach out to your local newspaper or local news channel because sometimes they're just looking for a story. And how nice to have you know someone, you, you just give them a story. They always need a feel-good story here and there mixed in. It just, it can't hurt to reach out if they don't reach out to you first. Exactly. And once you have reached out and made that connection, it will kind of like feed itself because those two connections were literally the ones that I pulled out again when I started my 50 over 50 campaign. And now again, when I started my men's world campaign, you know, it's kind of like, that's a relationship that you really should value and feed and, and really kind of get to them when you have new stuff coming up because that's really something they appreciate as well. And interestingly enough, I mean, well, we are photographers, right? So they are not only writing articles, they are also publishing, guess what, images. So there you are. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, it, totally. And it really does. It has a reach that it's kind of to a different clientele, I think, because sometimes people who are going to sit and read the newspaper or the local news might not be the same type of person who is on Facebook all the time or whatever. So it's just giving you a broader reach in general. And also, what a great way to share on social media, like, hey, look at this newspaper article. Isn't this awesome? You know, and then people will see that as well. And it gives you street cred, like, oh, wow, she's in the newspaper now? Like, this is really cool. And it, it's just all around, it can't hurt to do that. So it's just another way to look at marketing, you know, that is kind of thinking outside of the box. So I really love that you do that. And people can do it for like a business opening, for example, a press release that a new business is opening in town. Or if you have a really, really special client, 
you know, who has a story to tell. Maybe they are a cancer survivor. Maybe they just got home from active duty, you know, in the military, or maybe someone lost a hundred pounds, you know, who knows, whatever that is, you can find a special story and turn that into some sort of story that a news outlet might want to pick up and, and do for you. So I really love that. I love that you did that. Absolutely. So just have to be open-minded and Mm -hmm. um, with open eyes and and just grab every opportunity because there are so many opportunities out there and we just need to see them and to kind of be open-minded. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so then tell people about your pricing and your packages and what's your average sale right now. So kind of take me through that. Well, my average sale right now is a little bit different than it was the past five years because what I did back then, remember 2016, I rebranded with the Sue Price model and I instantly started charging $1,200 plus tax back then for a six image package and well, the pricing that Sue suggests. And what I basically did was just keeping those prices and instead of dollars, it was euros because what I figured when I add tax to the dollar, it's converted pretty much exactly the euro price. So that was pretty neat. And I thought, well, I don't need to change my price list and anything. I just need to change the currency, (laughs) which made it pretty easy back then. And my average sale then was... 1200 when I started here in Germany mm-hmm. and now am well pretty much higher because I adjusted my price list a little bit. I dropped my smallest package so there is no 1200 package anymore and I also adjusted my sitting fee so my creative fee and my packages start now with 10 images at 2500 euros. And the sitting fee is 649 euros, which includes hair and makeup and a stylist and also one portrait and individual portraits are 400 euros at the moment. Okay, wow. So then, okay, so I'm going to try to do the math here. So you were starting, originally you were starting at $1,200 or your average Mm -hmm. sale was right around $1,200, which starting out, I mean, that's incredible. Well, I I left Alabama with an average sale of $2,300. Okay. And wow. if you take that into consideration, you eventually might understand my frustration back here in Germany not being at that level when gotcha. when my business picked up. And that was just r- really something that was frustrating because I thought, how can it be? How is it possible that I'm doing exactly the same? And I did it once in a foreign country, you know, not even in my own country, but in a foreign country as a foreign person. And I was running that successful business and I had an average of $2,300. How is it possible that I don't have that here in Germany? And well, like I said earlier, it was just so many different levels and a different scale. And well, I'm slowly, slowly getting back there where I left in Alabama and I'm even going to be more, how do you say that? Proficient? (laughs) Proficient, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I'm meaning literally kind of like getting that average up. So um, with uh, switching my prices after five years, mm-hmm. um, that's the first step. And well, you know what it is, what you focus on expands. And my focus this year is literally selling more wall art. Okay. Yeah. Um, yep. And kind of, well, I would say it was even with COVID last year and we were closed two four months of the year last year and I still was able to make 120,000 euros revenue which is pretty nice exactly yeah (laughs) yeah that's amazing and I feel like you know there is no excuse in 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 the country or the market you're in or whatever so kind of like close that circle around it's it's literally in your mind and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i came to germany and i had that goal to to be at least that successful that i was in alabama and i have even further goals so it's literally like helping other photographers to get to that standard, you know, like that industrial standard, because there are quite some really good photographers that are charging way too, too low prices. Mm-hmm. And it literally breaks my heart because I know how much they work because I'm doing the same thing, you know, but I'm still getting some sort of really nice revenue in return. And that's just something where I feel a great opportunity to help others to get that successful as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and your photography continues to get better and better as well. Like we just had one of the rounds of the Portrait Masters Awards and Accreditation and you ended up with a top 10 yeah. uh, image, a silver. Yeah, yeah. Can you believe that? A, yes, I believe it. Of course I believe it. <laughs> It's amazing. It's and that's it's it was in our challenge category for opposites and you got silver in the t- in the top 10 and and it's awesome. I mean, again, it just goes to show if you keep improving your craft, if you keep practicing, if you keep doing the work, you're going to continue to get better and better. Yeah. It's awesome. Craziest craziest thing after 5 years, it feels like uh, unreal. I'm I'm still I mean Today is Wednesday. It was Monday. So it's three days ago. And I still feel like, is this really happening? Is that true? (laughs) It sure is. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, to be able to to build a business like that. I mean, it it hasn't even been, it's barely been three years that you're in Germany, correct? And you Mm -hmm. already are to where you wanted to be and more with a world pandemic. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty remarkable in us. I'm very, very proud of you. Thank you. And I think, you know, any sort of growth and progress that people can make, whether it's on a big scale or a small scale, but, but, you know, it's, it's just so awesome to see people moving forward and, you know, having a positive attitude, which I know you do helps so much. I always see you supporting people in the Facebook group and, just making positive posts and sharing and, you know, and of course we all have our down days and we have our own pity party sometime. I mean, no one is immune to that. Mm-hmm. So I know you have those times too, <laughs> but it's, it's oh, just, sure have. yeah, overall, I, I really, I just really love your attitude and everything that you do for the community. And yeah, I'm really, really proud of you. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know, honestly, that Facebook group, that whole entire community that Sue was building there is just like, I mean, I've 
met quite some communities and it is just remarkable what amazing people are gathered there. It's just mind-blowing. There are so many people that I really value and appreciate and that I fortunately could meet at the very first Portrait Masters. And I can't wait for the next Portrait Masters to be live again, like, you know, like touchy, touchy live mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and to make new connections and to meet the old people. It's just, I mean, there's, there's nothing like that at all. And that's just something that we should really greatly appreciate each and every day. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Gosh, let's just hope. Let's hope it can be in person soon. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I want to ask you one more thing before we get to our four questions that I always ask. I want to ask you a little bit more about, you said this year your goal is to increase your wall portrait sales, your wall art. Can you tell me a little bit about that and, and what products either you're offering now or you plan to offer and how you price them or if you include those in packages and how that works? Well, I literally do a la carte. And what I'm really focusing on is, and and that's just something that sort of hit me. I, I never asked people. I was like mainly focusing on the folio boxes, which are absolutely great because they have a story uh, and they ring to me as well because they have a backstory and that's the reason why I sell them. And what occurred to me is that I never really approached wall art since I'm here in Germany for whatever reason. I, I can't even tell you why. And I just thought I need to change that because... I feel like, well, if you would see my home, it's sort of clustered with <laughs> a lot of images from my family, from our photo shoot, from, from other photo shoots that we had as a family. And it just really does something with you when you walk by your own portrait in your own house. And I feel like, especially in Germany, the ladies need that. They need to mm-hmm. see themselves mm-hmm. and to be reminded of their beauty and of what excellent people they are and what they reached in life and stuff like that, you know. So this one song that everybody has. And I feel like that's my mission to help them to see that value in themselves. And what's the most obvious way to do that? To have wall art in your home. So what I offer is basically five different options that they can choose from, which, well, I I try to be the designer there. So it's not that I give them a choice. Rather, they send me an image of their wall and I'm using Shoot and Sell. It's an app for my iPad. I know a lot of people use Select and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a laptop. I just have an iPad. And back then in in, uh, Alabama, I already used that. And I really love that app because you can kind of like have your your people have, well, with instruction, they take a picture of their wall and they send it to you and you can kind of like do mock-ups on their wall. Yes, I you love can those go programs. Your, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And well, what I started doing was literally having people send me their walls and I was creating mock-ups and showing them how it could look like. And it's very interesting because just this week I, I sold three wall arts and that's just mind blowing because I never thought about it before. 
And ever since I have put it out there to the universe, it just happens. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. showing it on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm showing mock-ups and I'm talking about wall art and I'm talking with clients about wall art. And here we go. I sold this week three wall art pieces, um, yeah. like, you know, the grand ones and the impact ones. So like the real big ones, which is freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. It's literally what you focus on and the own mindset around it, I guess, um, which which helps to to really get into that subject and making people aware of the opportunities. Yeah. And I like that you make it easy for them by taking having them send you a picture of their wall or whatever. Like you said, the app that you have, there's also Preveal is another one. If you make it easy mm -hmm. for people and you show them, hey, this is what it'll look like, because people get overwhelmed. They don't know what pictures to put on their wall. I mean, they just get so overwhelmed. Like I did a trade before with someone and all she had to do, we were trading for some wall art and all she had to do was just tell me which photos and which size. This was like two years ago. And I'm like, Lisa, <laughs> do you need me to, and we don't, I don't live in the same state as her. So it's not like I can just go to her house. I'm like, do you want to get on a FaceTime? Like, just tell me what, and she just can't do it. It's, it's if you make it that simple for your clients mm -hmm. to choose their wall art, because you can just input the photos right in there and the sizes and everything. Like, it's so smart. If you do it, you know, well, Lisa, it was a trade. It was a totally different situation. But if you were to say to your clients, like, oh, just let me know what size you want and what photo you want, they're never going to get back to you about it. Exactly. And, you know, I think what we really need to do there, we are photographers, obviously, because we take those pictures that we want them to have on their wall. But in that moment, you need to to switch from from photographer to designer. You are mm -hmm, their mm -hmm. wall art designer. And, and that's how I sell it to them as well. So I tell them, we will going to have a design consultation, which we can have either here in my studio and you see the samples or I can come to your home and we can design it there. And it's really the easiest thing. So what really struck me was was that one particular client that initially came to buy one wall art. She left with two wall arts because I did two incredible mock-ups and I showed her different options mm -hmm. and I told her listen that's what we could do but I would suggest do it this way because that looks more sleek or whatever and the other thing was that the second wall art that she initially didn't want I showed her a mock-up in a different size so it was like a landscape portrait mm -hmm. and I made a, a square out of it and she loved it you know, I mean, it looks totally different on a wall yeah. than in your imagination or in your folio box. And what she loved about it was literally that I have put it in square and I did put a frame around it and I did put it in that corner where she thought, mm, I don't know if I ever want to have a portrait of myself in that corner. And then I showed her that mock-up and she said, okay, where do I need to sign? <laughs> literally. Yeah. You make it easy and you show them what they want because sometimes people don't know. And that is such a perfect example of that. I love it. I love it. Very cool. Yeah. Well, you'll have to keep me posted on how it goes as the year progresses with this. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's all very exciting. Very cool. Well, I do have a couple more questions for you that I always ask at the end. And the first one is, what is something that you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Music. Yeah. Yeah. Simple, simple answer. I can't exist without music. Yeah. 
So it's it's literally each day, every day, in my kitchen, in my bathroom, in my studio, on my phone, <laughs> wherever I go, there is music around me. And what I, at the moment, what I really dig is Kate. <laughs> up and down all day long. I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Very cool. Okay. Number two, how do you spend your time when you aren't working? Cooking. (laughs) Ooh, nice. Have you seen my Facebook or my my Instagram stories? People hate me. Literally, my (laughs) clients are always trying to invite themselves when they see what I'm cooking and baking. It's literally, yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's very cool. In, in my in my next life I probably open a restaurant. Oh, nice. Do you cook mostly German food or do you mix it up? <laughs> oh, I mix it up. You know the interesting thing about that, I just really need to tell you that one. We've lived in Hungary, we've lived in states and even when we have been on vacation on different uh, stations from everywhere we have like a certain dish that we celebrate from from different people. So I have a couple of of recipes from from American friends and we celebrate them and it's such a joy to cook those meals and think of those people it's kind of like a warm hug you know and yeah I really yeah. love that about food it's kind of like all the emotions <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's the best I'm such a foodie I love food too oh me too <laughs> yeah very cool okay number three what is your favorite inspirational quote what you focus on expands Mm-hmm. I literally am looking at that quote because I have that printed in really big letters. <laughs> and, you know, I'm telling you a secret now. What I did put in handwriting underneath that quote is uh, in, in, in how do you say that, in marks? Mm-hmm. Um, your bank account and your butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love it. Yeah, well, well and, and like you said, you know, What's expanding is you're selling your wall art because that's what you're focusing on. So it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. No, there's so many. I mean, I can literally quote a lot of quotes, mostly all of Sue, because they are so true. Yeah. So Yeah, she has some good ones. They're, they're constantly, yeah, well. <laughs> Definitely. We should actually compile them all. I feel like we need to have like a Sue quote yeah. book or something. Hmm, I'll have to get on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Put that on a list. Cool. (laughs) Okay. uh, Number four, last question. What would you say to people who are just getting started? Find a way. Mm -hmm. Find a way. Find your way. So what I find interesting, so like you said, I'm pretty long member from that group and there is a constant growing and well, the questions are literally like, in a very regular manner, the same. And what I find interesting is literally how people get hang up on stuff like a V flat. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah, find yeah. that V flat. So what do should I do or where do I get it from? And my answer would be just find a frigging way around it so what I did because Alabama you know we are not Los Los Angeles I couldn't find those huge leaflets and what I did was I was buying the biggest poster boards foam boards that I could find at Hobby Lobby and I was taping them together yes so what and and they are still living in my German studio so since five years and it works you know yeah yeah 
it's literally like we have given every single step and every single thing that we would need to build up a successful business with Superize Education. You have literally laid out every bit from the tiniest thing to the big things. Just go through them and find your own way. Make your own spin. And if you can't find a certain thing that is recommended, just find something else that will work for you and make it your own. That's that's all that I can say to, to that one. It's, yeah. it's literally, yep. in the beginning, I know it's it can be very overwhelming because it's a lot of information that you get from, from that education. Just cut it into small bits and pieces and do it step by step and just find a way to make it happen for you on your conditions. Yeah. And we know everybody has different starting points and different conditions. So it's just easy as that. If you can't have like a recipe, if you don't have butter, just use coconut oil, for example. Right. Right. Fine. Away. <laughs> Truly, that's what it comes down to. And I know that about you. And I know that has so much to do with you being successful. It's not complaining that I can't find a V-flat in my area. It's like, oh, I'm going to make the best out of it. And I'm going to make one. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's awesome. So thank you. It's great advice. It's great advice. All right, my dear. Well, where can people find you if they're looking for you online? Well, you can find me on www.inesschafer.com. S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R. Or you can find me either on Facebook or Instagram, also with Ines Schaefer Portraiture. So all in one word. And well, that's pretty much it. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. You can also find me in Germany, close to Düsseldorf. So it's a really big airport. So wherever you're from, come and visit me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Hopefully I'll get to come there one day. Well, thank you again for sharing your story and just it's nice having a little catch up chat with you. And yeah, hopefully we'll see each other soon. Oh, I would so wish for seeing you soon again as well. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Yep. Yep. Well, thanks, Ines. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Nikki. And have a great evening. I will. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. 